Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me this evening, as always, is my friend and colleague, co-host, NHL betting expert, Washington Capitals die hard, Nick Martin. Special, special day for you, Nick. Alex Ovechkin. Nails, goal number 800. We talked about how we should bet the hat trick. Forgot to bet it. Very sad about it. But you know what? We'll lift my spirits. A couple underdogs. And these are some good ones. Uh, let's start with you. Talk a little bit about Obi and then give out your favorite underdog for Thursday, December the 15th. Okay. So, yeah. I, I won't dwell on the Obi thing long. I think we all saw he got 800 in a game where we had recommended playing the Capitals in regulation, which was sweet. I actually had to leave to go to a men's league game right after he got two. And at that Oof. point, I was so sure he was going to get a third. I was, I knew I was going to miss it. And I opened up my phone after I finished, looked, and I had a notification from the Athletic that said 800 goals for Ovechkin. And I was not at all surprised, just disappointed that I missed it. But yeah, pumped for him and pumped for the Caps. But we don't have to dwell on that long. We can get into our favorite underdogs. I am pumped to bet on the Anaheim Ducks tomorrow. <laughs> I posted this, the app. I don't always get too much feedback about posts. I've already gotten several people questioning what we're seeing with the Ducks. Here's what we're seeing. I think the Montreal Canadiens are one of the most overvalued teams in the entire league right now. If we can compare this to football for our people who are into betting on football, they are the Minnesota Vikings of the league right now. They're 4-0 in shootouts. Their expected goals over the last month is actually nearly identical to the Ducks. It's a percent apart. So I think that's a firm comment that it's kind of been exact opposite ends of the spectrum where they've both been bad. Don't get me wrong. I know the Ducks are horrific. They've both been bad. They're closer than this number suggests, and it's obviously a back-to-back spot. The Ducks just got humiliated in Toronto. I think these teams are still a lot closer. They've got the Terry Zegers kind of pulling a ton of weight. I think those two are going to get hot. I could see them having a big game. I think there's a lot of reasons why why we like the Ducks here. They're going to make it, if anything, I expect they're actually going to shock them and control more of the play. So I like Anaheim. I think it's a good number. I know people are going to be shocked when you look at these teams' records straight up, but they're going to the gameplay is going to be closer than people expect. Yeah, I mean, thinking about coming into this year, they were basically priced as as peers and Anaheim, Montreal. That is, uh, I'll be on the Canadians on Wednesday night. They're playing in Ottawa. Uh, they're big underdog, and that's when you want to bet the Canadians. You don't want to lay minus one fifty five with this team. They have no. They're just, they don't profile well as a favorite. They, they're not going to, even against the Ducks, they're not going to tilt the ice in the right direction enough. And yeah, the goaltending has been pretty solid here and there. Like Jake Allen, um, his underlying metrics have been good, but that's because they, they give up a lot both ways. They play these high event games. I like Anaheim plus 135. Like you said, Canadians on a back to back as well. But my favorite underdog, uh, the Buffalo Sabres, they're plus 160 right now. I think it'll go up. They're taking on Colorado in Colorado. The Avs are minus 190. Uh, the over-under for that one's six. The Sabres, you you wouldn't realize it from their record. They're 5-3-2 and two over the last 10, and uh, they're sitting fourth 
to last in the Eastern Conference, second to last in the Atlantic Division. They could be last place in the Atlantic, I believe, by the time this game kicks off because the Senators playing Wednesday night. Um, you wouldn't know it, though, but they've been playing pretty well, and they are the number one team in the NHL right now in goals per game. Goals, I, I mean, that's just outrageous. And I know that there's their numbers are being a little inflated because they scored nine on Columbus the other night. They scored six in the third period. It was 0-0 going into the third against the Kings. They scored six. Uh, but they could score in bunches. They're, they're deep. They're not, they don't have, um, you know, th- like the two or three elite pieces that uh, a lot, like the Avalanche have, but they're deep enough. And they, and Tage Thompson, obviously, is, his, is now in that conversation as an elite player. And uh, Dylan Cousins, J.J. Paterka are coming along really well. Their defense is fine. It's it's Rasmus Dahlin and Samuelson and, and Owen Power. Like these, these are good players, and there's enough of them on this team uh, that they shouldn't get their doors blown out off them by any team in the NHL, including the Avalanche. So uh, plus 160 on the Sabres, who they don't look it, but they feel red hot right now. Like their record doesn't show it, but they, it feels like the Sabres are hot. Yeah, I like the Sabres a lot. I think people are completely sleeping on them to call out our guy Johnny Lazarus um making a case that Thompson has absolutely no help I don't think he's watched the Sabres this team is good they've like their top two defensive pairings are both great the third one is not so good but that's okay the second line is unreal you talked about it JJ Paterka Jack Quinn Dylan Cousins they're all killing it and I yeah I just I don't think they could be more undervalued than they are right now I know there's still some flaws, like I said, that third D pairing and the goaltending, but this team is significantly better than people think right, right now. And and they're definitely a team I'm interested in targeting. And to go back to a prop that I really liked yesterday, took somewhat of a tough loss, but I thought the, the angle was good and it could have worked out better. If Casey Middlestat stays on that top line, I love him to get a point. It'll probably be plus 100 in a worse, maybe plus 105 because it was... It was uh, minus 105 in a game where they were significantly more likely odds-wise to score. I think it's a good play. He was on the ice for four goals in that game, which was the whole thinking there. He had the third assist on one goal. So I think it was just kind of a tough loss the other night. But in both DFS and and prop markets, I think he's going to be really strong tomorrow. So yeah, love the Sabres. I think the Sabres and the Overs, another fun look on this one. Sabres team total. All right, the Ducks and the Sabres is our favorite dogs. Let's look at the big board now. Uh, we got a dozen games on Thursday night. Let's talk about the Kraken. They're plus 170. They're reeling a little bit. They head to Carolina, take on the Hurricanes, minus 200. The over-under here is six. Carolina coming off a one nothing shutout win over Detroit. Uh, Peter Kuchekov for them in goal has been terrific. He's you know been part of this. The, the Canes are obviously red hot right now. But I just like... I think if you gave us this number three, you know, two and a half weeks ago, Seattle plus one seventy, basically gets any team in the NHL. We'll, we we would take it with open arms, and I know that their form is a little they're dipping and you know, injuries happen, but I and the, I mean the goaltending has been scary, but I still think that as an underdog like this number, you just shouldn't look away from this team. So I'll be on the crack in here. Yeah, they'll make it tough, and we've seen sometimes Carolina have to work very very hard to score. Um, which I guess both teams are kind of in the same boat to talk about Seattle. It, it, it sucks for them. Like they're never going to win games, compare them to like a team like Tampa who just smoked them, which was fair in that one, but they're never going to win games. They don't deserve the Kraken and they're going to deserve to win a lot of games because they have four lines capable of controlling play. We 
you're not going to see them almost ever, I don't think, with some weird game where they were clearly the lesser team and just finished everything and got got some some really good goaltending. But at the same time, versus a team like Carolina, who can have some issues finishing, it's going to be a grind. I could definitely picture it being a really tight, hard-fought contest. So yeah, I could see the merit with the Kraken as an underdog for sure. And finishing is hard for Carolina right now. Like that is a top top heavy offense. Oh yeah, um, like like I said, one nothing gets Detroit. So, they, like they they just have. It's not like a a weird trend anymore with the Hurricanes. It's been years of this, right? Like they tilt the ice and uh, just have trouble finishing off their chances. Uh, another big underdog. This one much bigger than Seattle. The Flyers are plus two forty five in Jersey. The Devils minus two ninety five over under here six. New Jersey's lost uh, three in a row. Two of those in regulation, Islanders, Rangers in overtime, uh, and then the Stars. I do wonder, I think that it's, I mean, it's Flyers or nothing at this price. You're not going to like this kind of juice on, on the Devils uh, with their goaltending. And uh, also, like, we haven't seen them go through anything like this yet. You know, I know they started the season 0-2, but that was in October, and it's very different uh, from a... a a little like stutter and when you're talking about the dog day. So I do, as a young team, I, I just wonder how they, they can kind of deal with like their first true bout with adver- adversity of the season, which is saying a lot because it's only a three game losing streak to very formidable opponents. Don't want to bet into narratives like that all the time. But I do, I do think like I would listen to someone say that the flyers here are, are interesting at this kind of number. I'm going to take it to the opposite line of thinking. And I still believe in the Devils. And I think this is yep. just a spot where we could see them come out with just a huge performance. Because I still think this is a really, really good team. And they've kind of had this three-game lull, which has been an anomaly compared to the rest of their play this year. So for me, I don't know if I like the number, but to see the Devils bounce back with a really great game here wouldn't surprise me. So I kind of think, betting-wise, not really one I'm super keen to get into. But that's kind of my take on that. I hope they bounce back. I like this team and obviously I have some positions on them finishing out the year in strong position. Uh the Pittsburgh Penguins, they are on a wild streak. I mean, they do this every year. And it always cone I mean, I, I don't wanna I'm not making light of anything uh with Chris Latang and what he went through was really scary and stuff, but it seems like the Penguins always get dealt like this like crazy catastrophic injury or injuries to their star players. Um, and then they just that kicks them into high gear and it's every year. And then the next thing you know, they're 17, two and two through their last 21 games. And they're heading in that direction right now. I believe it's 11, Oh, and one and uh, five or six in a row for, for Pittsburgh. They were pick them in Florida against the Panthers minus minus one ten each side here over under six and a half. Florida's uh, got some injury stuff, but they're getting healthier. Colin white day to day. Carter for day to day. looks like Radko Gudis will play Lundell probably still out. Uh, if Verhage's in, I think I'll be on the Panthers here. Uh, I think that these two teams are not that far off, so I don't. I wouldn't make the Penguins, you know, a sizable favorite in a neutral site. So it would be Florida here, but let's wait for the lineups. Yeah, I like the over in this game. I think the over is a, a good chance of hitting one of those ones where both these teams just have so many capable finishers. I think both their power plays. I know Florida hasn't been there yet this year, but I think they will both have elite power plays this, this year. So it is a spot where I, I think six and a half, I'm willing to go back to the well. I lost on it versus Columbus, but I didn't even think really that Florida had that 
strong in a defensive game. Nothing went in. I think versus Pittsburgh, seeing both teams score three, I like that shot. So for me, I like the over in this game. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, also red hot. They haven't lost. Uh, I don't think they've lost in regulation since the World Cup started, as uh, a stat I saw. Uh, the Rangers, uh, they're traveling to Madison Square Garden to play the Rangers. Uh, Leafs minus 120, Rangers even money underdog at home. Over under six, Rangers also uh, hot right now. I I think it would be Leafs here at this price. Uh, the, the thing with the Rangers that's funky is that they're their five on five numbers are getting worse as their results are getting better. Looks like last year now. Yeah. It's starting to look I like last year. Nearly made me think of last year for the first Leafs Rangers game at MSG. I articled to take the Leafs. I think it was exactly a pick them. And I thought the Leafs were the better team in that game. And it was when Newark were in that full on stretch of just winning everything. And they did. And the Rangers fans were on my Twitter letting me know, but I, I kind of think it's the same thing here. Like I, I feel like New York are finding that funk. They're finding ways to win. I don't know. Maybe I'm seeing seeing some things I shouldn't. But I, I, I just, I don't want to bet the Leafs here. I think they're a better team altogether. But yeah, I think I, I, I at minus one twenty, I'll be on the Leafs. I think that they're just the rain. What the the thing is with the Rangers is they're a moments team, right? Like they'll they'll if you give them a moment, they'll take it. When they're winning it games, feels like when we're Toronto get forty shots and lose. It could be, um, but like I mean, even you think about the Devils game that the Rangers won. They're down three one. Devils playing better. Jack Hughes penalty shot misses it. Makeup call the other direction. And For uh, sure. I, I'm completely with you here. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's so it's a it's happening. And, and yeah, before we move on, I did post a play on the under at six and a half. I think if you can get six and a half, it's a good it's a good shot like just in this exact spot Toronto have quietly been great to the under especially when they face other top teams I think it's a good spot to back it but I also know that six and a halves have been kind of taken off the boards quickly so I will just make that note but I definitely think the under is an interesting look here uh the Los Angeles Kings plus 185 in Beantown take on the Bruins who are minus 215 the over under six uh the Bruins got a win they were a little lucky, I think, against the Islanders. That the Islanders play, were the better of the two teams. It wasn't like the Islanders dominated them, or, but um, considering the Islanders' injury issues, that you would expect to bring your, the Bruins to have played a little bit better. Uh, maybe they're the Islanders caught them in a good spot. The Bruins had just gone on a long road trip out west, and that was their first game back. Uh, but this number is just too high. I think uh, the Kings are they're wonky as hell. Like they're a sideshow, but. Uh, they're still good. Like they, they generally push play in the right direction. They've got guys who can put the puck in the back of the net. They just don't get any goaltending. Uh, so if the goaltending is just a little bit better than average in this game, they should be within a shot here. So Kings at plus plus one eighty five. Um, that looks like a good number. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a good number. I would, it's one of those ones like, would I be shocked to see Boston win by three? No, but I still think the Kings are going to be the correct betting side. Boston have looked a lot more mortal lately. They're winning close games. They're winning games in shootouts. It's not like the start of the year where they're absolutely dummying everyone consistently. Now it seems like dating back to that Carolina game, they've settled a little bit more into a rhythm of being really good, but not not smoking teams. I think more losses are coming soon, and I would tread lightly backing them at humongous numbers. A fun one here, Stars, Caps, in Washington, over under six, and it's a pick 'em minus 110 on each side. 
I like Dallas. I know you're going to like uh, Washington. The reason I like Dallas is I just, I think even with the caps doing what they're doing right now, seven, two and one over the last 10, five game winning streak, the numbers still show that these two teams are pr- pretty close. And I would say that Dallas overall is, is a bit of a better team. And uh, I would have made him a slight favorite here. So I like the stars. Uh, it could be like, like maybe like a little bit of a, you know, emotional letdown from the caps, but I think maybe that's reading into it too much, but yeah, Dallas for me here is a pick them. I'm going to, I'm going to officially pass. I really hope the caps win. They're weird. It's kind of, I think when people think about these two teams, I guess everyone knows how good that Robertson line are, but I actually, I think the caps have more depth. I like the way their bottom lines match up um, compared to Dallas, but overall, I definitely agree. These teams are close. Could not be the best spot to watch the caps and, and yeah, I'll pass. I really hope they win, though. They're getting in that playoff race. They sure are. Oh, man. it's a, The Metro's an absolute bear. Again, uh, the Preds and Jets, neither of us have anything here. Nashville's plus 135. Winnipeg's minus 155. The over-under six. You did want to say something about Preds coach John Hines, though. Oh, yes. Okay, to go on coach John Hines. I know a lot of people probably tailed when I posted that I was big on Nashville in this playoffs two weeks ago. If you have that, you can probably live with your position. But also, if you have a sports book with John Hines to be the first coach fired, Dallas Akins might give us a reasonable, some competition. I think John Hines has been probably the worst coach in hockey, where you could point out the most things that are going wrong that aren't being corrected, weird personnel usage. He's had a good tenure without accomplishing a lot. I think he's I think he's a great show to be the first coach fired. I don't really know who else you're arguing ahead of him. So yeah, that's an angle that I like for people who can get some action on that. Uh, Vegas minus two Oh five on the road in Chicago, the Hawks plus plus one seventy five. the over in six and a half Vegas is going through it right now with injuries and uh, you know, form Petrangelo's out long-term. I think white cloud is now at long-term injured reserve. So uh, the depth is being tested for Vegas once again. And of course, with their salary cap gymnastics, it's always really hard for them to like just plug and play. Um, so kind of like that Flyers Devils game, I could hear the argument for Chicago here. Uh, it's just not high enough right now. You know, plus one seventy five at home. It should if it you know it would have to get higher than that for me uh, to bet this Blackhawks team, which really uh, let me down against the Caps. I thought that they'd give a little bit of a, a better effort there. Uh. Yeah, and Vegas kind of showed me because I had talked a little bit of shit that their last couple of weeks, the results had been really modest. Well, they went into Winnipeg and played what was, I shouldn't say maybe their game of the year, but all things considered without the guys that were in the out of the lineup, it was a really, really impressive win. They dug it out and found a way, which is intimidating. They obviously do have legitimately great depth, but I'm definitely not looking to get interested in them or looking to get involved with them right now with the bodies out of the lineup. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. All right, uh, let's now move on to top shelf bets. Our favorite bets for Thursday, December the 15th. I'm going to go first. It's another underdog. I, I like the St. Louis Blues. They're plus 155 in Edmonton. The Oilers minus 180. The over under six and a half. The Oilers are starting to get some of that, like, um, you know, that good hype around them again. They're, they're playing a little bit better. They're They're surging up the table. Uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl were fantastic the other night against uh, against Nashville. I think they're now, they're now seven and three over the last ten, and 
they're only a point behind Seattle for second place in the Pacific. All is well in Edmonton, but this is the exact time you want to take them on when they're a big favorite, when they're playing a team that sure, like St. Louis has a ton of problems itself. Uh, I think you kind of like Los Angeles and like Vancouver, you could put them in the sideshow circus category in the NHL right now. Um, but if they get the, if they get goaltending, which is, you know, you're asking a lot considering the way Bennington's going, but uh, if they get average goaltending, they should be able to at least score here. Uh, you'll score with the Oilers considering the, the blues forwards, like they, they're still, they should still be scoring at, uh you know, a good clip, but they're a dangerous underdog. The Oilers are usually a paper tiger as a big favorite. So I'll be on St. Louis. That's my favorite bet. Plus 155. Yeah. I like it. I, uh, I'm very excited to watch that game. <laughs> I'll probably end up betting the over two chances there, but I'll leave it. Um, my favorite bet of the night. I like the Blue Jackets lightning over. I think that we've been on this for a bit, similar to when we were pumping the Blues games, that they shouldn't be staying that low scoring. And it ended up being a really fruitful narrative for most of the time that we've been beating that drum. I think Columbus are still in that boat. I can't accept that this is a team that is going to consistently play games like we saw in Florida that was 4 nothing, which was really just them not finishing much and I think this is a great spot for to go back to the over. There's so many narratives of how this could get there. If Columbus came out hot, I could see them maybe getting a lead in this. That's something we would love to see as the as holders of those tickets. I think there's a lot of backdoor narratives with weird Columbus leads or Tampa Bay getting a good lead. Something there's just so many ways. Like I I look at this and I think this is a game that is going to have a total of seven with how scoring is up moving forward. So I like it. I like back in the blue jackets willing to take another loss on their overs in this spot. Yeah. I'll be on the blue jackets here. This let's see where this number goes. It's plus two seventy right now. They're in Tampa uh, lightning or minus three twenty five. And uh, like I said, on our last episode, the blue jackets are a team that I'm going to probably be losing a lot of money on and at prices like this, because I just think that they'll, they'll be able to score. And I know that they were just shut out against um, it's Florida, but like you said, that wasn't as much. I think that was much more about the goalie than the the Blue Jackets offense. So, um, yeah, Blue Jackets for me. Yeah, and to note, like, if I think if this ended up being a surprise Elliot start, all right, like, I, this is one where I think if you want to bet Columbus, you want to get it in somewhat yeah. early because there's, there's that chance where – tomorrow they announce it's Elliot and then you're pumped that you've already jumped the number. You've already got six and a half because we always see it. The books don't try to make that read on which goalie will go. And then you're never going to get worse value if you do. If you bet the over at six and a half minus 110 and they're expecting Bassey, the second it's Elliot, it's going to move to minus 130. And now you're pumped that you have the ticket that you have because you simply just took a chance that that's how it would work out. But once Vasilevsky's confirmed, you're not going to lose value, which is right. a spot that I love. And said, you know what, to elaborate on this a second more, which I think works hand in hand with your Columbus point. You're going to, there's so many nights, Tampa proven this for like two and a half seasons now. I, I feel like they don't want to outwork teams. They shouldn't have to. And there's just a lot of nights where I feel like they come out a little lackadaisical. They get behind the other team scores three, whatever it is. But like, how much can you really care when you can still find a way to win at an acceptable level? Your power play can steal it, whatever you need. And all their top guys are in elite form right now. So it's just, yeah. it seems like a handful for me to think that Tampa won't score three or more. But to see Columbus come out and manage some offense and maybe surprise them a little bit wouldn't be wouldn't be at all shocking for me. Uh, yeah, the, the Lightning, uh, 
have won three in a row. Uh, and like you said, like the, the, it's almost like they've come out and admitted it, like that they just are have figured out how to pace themselves and, and switch off for parts of the season and pick themselves back up. And this seems like one of those classic lightning games. So that's why part of the reason I like the jackets here at a big number. Um, and we'll, and we'll, you know, get laughed at when point and Stamkos and Kucherov have them up, you know, six, six, one, uh, midway through the second. So, I mean, that's just what you got to live with when you're betting, you know, teams like this against, uh, the Tampa Bay lightning. All right, uh, so that will do it for this episode of Line Change. Uh, Nick will be back next week with a special co-host, Sean Cirillo. I'll be in England at the World Darts Championship. No, I'm not kidding. Uh, But until then, we wish you the best of luck with all your bets in the NHL and the darts. If you're going to have a have a sprinkle, if if you are, I would suggest a bet on you know Joe Cullen, Ryan Searle, James Wade, and Mike DeDecker uh, to win the tournament. Mike DeDecker is seven hundred and fifty to one. Uh, he's not going to win, but any of those guys were. <laughs> <laughs> for Nick Martin. I'm Michael Leboff. We'll see you next time. Action Network reminds you please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24 7 at 1 800 Gambler.